You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Let's take that journey into mystery this week. (laughs) This week we are talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp and man, was it needed. We needed this comedy. (laughs) You got to tell me beforehand if I'm going to step into an (laughs) echoing chamber. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. Last week we had a, we had the heavy one. We had the heavy infinity war with the, with the snapping happening. Um, this week we got to a little bit of palate cleanser, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of, uh, enjoyment in life with, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and their little escapades through San Francisco. Uh, another heist movie. I mean, kinda, I mean, there's no real heist in this one, is there? Uh, no, well, my bad. More, another like fugitive-esque movie. There you go. Fugitive, you that is that is appropriate. You don't do your research. That 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 uh that Scott Lang always on, on the criminal side of, of the law. Right. I'd like to welcome my guest, Dr. Richard Kimball. Fugitive is <laughs> <laughs> just stuck in my head now. I'm sorry. <laughs> um I mean, it did answer one of the questions that we had after Civil War was the Sokovia Accords still going? So then, yes, they are still active, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we knew that because Captain America was still on the run. So I guess yeah. it's more after the Infinity War is the Sokovia Accord still going. And this happens alongside Infinity War. Right. So as so as then, uh, everybody else is fighting, um, you know, the Black Order in the middle of New York City and in outer space with Thanos and then on Wakanda, Scott Lang and... Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne are all, or I'm sorry, uh, Hope, Hope Van Dyne are all just hanging out, running around San Francisco with a, a building that's been shrunk down to the size of a shoebox. Yeah. Honestly, that was the part that I, I had the biggest issue with. If we want to just jump straight into that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the first movie tries to do a little bit of like sciencey explaining of shrinking and, 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 and stuff like, you know, if it shrinks and it's, it's, uh, an object, then it gets to keep its structural integrity and its weight, but it's all compact into one tiny spot. So thus it's whatever, like if that was true, then the, tr- the tank that's in his pocket would be lo- like weighing down his pants but he wouldn't move. He would no. he would not be. It would punch a hole through anything he tried to set it on. <laughs> and then you have uh, the um, you know in this movie his the the whole matchbox thing of or Hot Wheels thing of cars and the the building that shrinks down. Like, how does the power still work? Like, does it all have its own generators on the bottom floor? Like, maybe. So. 
I wasn't really here for the building, but I am here for the Hot Wheels box full of cars. <laughs> but how does that work? Like, just pure physics of the tire being smaller means that it cannot travel as fast as the right as the big car like but yet it is outrunning the big car how does that work they have to be uh, going like 300 miles per hour yeah uh i'm gonna chalk it up to stanley said so <laughs> what did you think of stanley's cameo in this one i thought it was really good where his car shrinks and he's like i liked the 60s but now i'm paying for it <laughs> like well played sir like, it was fun. I think after we get done with Endgame, we're going to have to go through and just do an episode of just the Stanley cameos throughout the whole thing and just talk about them and rank them. I was going to say, so we do the the episode, maybe two episodes after Endgame where we put the the MCU in order. Uh-huh. Like our definitive order. Uh-huh. And then we have to go and then we have to rank the Stan Lee cameos because that will be a different order. I can almost guarantee you. Most, most definitely. <laughs> I, I, I almost, I mean, maybe it's because it's the most fresh in my mind, but like the Thor Ragnarok one is just, just the, I, I honestly think is the best. My hands aren't as stable as they used to be. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. Uh, he didn't show up. He doesn't, I, he doesn't show up in Far From Home, right? Like Endgame was his last one. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, we just made ourselves sad. Yeah, I mean, it's off topic and we could talk about it in Endgame if you really want to, but I'll address it now. I think that since Disney owns Marvel now, just make Deadpool the new cameo. I mean, <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad idea. It, make him the new cameo. And dress him up like Stanley. Give him the glasses. <laughs> give him the shirt. So he's just but like the the the, the toupee on top of the mask with the glasses yeah. and, and the mustache on top of the mask and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just there you go. That's how we keep. That's how we keep the spirit of the Stanley cameo alive while doing the most justice to it. Because I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be it'd be it'd be pretty good. <laughs> I wonder if they're good. I wonder if they are going to start doing other cameos, though. Like, I mean, you would think Kevin Feige would have been the one that they would have started with since he's kind of doing that. But then him showing up in Spider-Man would have been weird. Since <laughs> Sony movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if they're if they're going to replace Stanley's cameos with someone else. I'll do it. I mean, that's fine. I, you kind of look like a young Stanley. I've never seen a picture of young Stanley. I'm Googling it. If All you're right. lying to me, I'm going to fight you. Oh, <laughs> there it is. There it is, folks. If you were waiting for that first drink. Damn it. <laughs> I used my one. <laughs> I hope I'm right. Am I right? I hope I'm no. right. I don't, you don't look like young Stanley at all? No. <laughs> I think so. You never think, no one ever thinks they look like what they look like. Chat, Google it. Let me know. Do I look like young Stanley? One's in the chat for yeah, two in the chats for now. People <laughs> listening at home, feel free to hit me on Twitter. Do I look like young Stanley? <laughs> well, if they're listening, they might not know what you look like. Just use your imagination. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. I'm handsome. There we go. <laughs> go to his Twitch. And then go to his Twitter. 
<laughs> or just stop by just stop by while I'm live and let me know if I look like a young Stanley. <laughs> so yeah. Uh how does the car how do the cars move just as fast small as they do big? Because those wheels would have to be spinning incredibly fast for, to cover the same amount of ground. Um all right, I got it. So Hank Pym is a science guy, right? Right. All right. So as he shrank the car, the system that he built to be able to shrink the car at will, because it's not just out of the discs, that's the lever like we saw, he just built a faster, tinier engine because, ah. of, because science. Because it, it probably runs on a quantum engine, right? It's just like it's, Scott said, just add the, you just, just add the word quantum to everything, don't you? Mm-hmm. It's like Batman. It's the Batmobile, the Batcar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the bat, bat Hot Wheels. It's the the quantum Hot Wheels case. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. It's it, right? I, mean, I get it. So right. Uh, what did you? Th- uh, one thing I I love about the beginning of this movie is the the play like the way that Scott like transforms his house so that it's a playground for him and Cassie because he has uh-huh. absolutely nothing else to do other than be in his house. I was on board. We saw it in the first one. We see it in the second one. Scott just wants to be a good dad. Yeah. And he's a great dad. I mean, of all the MCU movies, which are already heavily like parent child relationships. This was the most, this one like has him and Cassie has Hank in, um, hope then it has janet and hope and then it has ghost and her father and then it also has ghost and bill her like adopted father and then it has Luis and the company i mean sure the company is definitely Luis's baby exactly <laughs> but you're right like it's just everything mirrors itself in this movie as mm-hmm. far as like the the parental relationships mm-hmm. where Hank is the cautionary tale to Scott. Oh yeah. Of like I didn't I did it wrong and this is how we ended up here. So don't do what I did. You can be Ant-Man but you don't always have to be a hero. <laughs> yes, exactly. Don't forget about the reason why you do it. Uh-huh. And then it the all the other the other idea is that like Scott doesn't want to become Janet either. Mm-hmm. Like absent from Cassie's life uh, by going back to jail because he's, he's d- doing Ant-Man stuff. Like, cause he's supposed to be what three days away from his house arrest. They don't talk about the fact that after that, he still has to do two years of probation, which means you still can't be doing he- superhero stuff while you're on pro- probation. I mean, unless it's Sokovia Accords probation, in which case it might be different. Probably. Yeah. I mean, Maybe Sokovia, Sokovia Accords probation is how you become a Thunderbolt. There you go. I mean, like we've been talking we, about it. We need it to have. That's that's how you become a Thunderbolt. You were heroing without proper sanctions, and now you're on probation. But your probation terms are every now and then you're gonna get a call from Ross, and he's just gonna be like, "So what you doing?" <laughs> and then you're gonna end up in some other place. Who knows where you're gonna be? with a bunch of other people who are on super secret Sokovia probation. And there you go. 
you're gonna you're gonna have another ankle bracelet, but this this time it's gonna have a T on the side. So then whenever you you need to do Thunderbolt things, it start the T starts to blink and and make noise, and then you're like, dang it. <laughs> If you get too far away from the rest of your team, it starts like shocking you because you're a thunderbolt. There you go. <laughs> Makes so much sense. I love it so much. All right, what's the what's the the poll from the 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 chat say? Uh, we got one vote, and it's just from JJ who says, "Eh, Young Stanley is a stretch." Damn you, JJ. <laughs> Damn you. Fine. You know what? I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to. I don't want to hear it from anybody anymore. Anyways, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> what we? I mean, we. This one doesn't do the thing that you hate. It doesn't kill the bad guy. It does not kill the bad guy. Once again, no. just like we talked about in Infinity War, they made another flawed but like relatable villain. If Ghost is our villain in this, all she wants to do is live a life she She got taken advantage of. Yeah. Like she got super taken advantage of. You're in a, you're in a shitty spot. And the dude who's trying to save your life happens to work with these dudes who are going to use you for awful, terrible things. And you really don't have a choice. No, you really don't. And one of the things I love is that it is, uh, Ghost is played by shoot. I had her name here a second ago. Oh, there it is. Hannah jo- John Common, which at the time she was just in Ready Player One and mm-hmm. also uh, in Killjoys on Sci Fi Channel. I don't know if you watch that show or not about uh, outer space bounty hunters. Uh, she was in a few episodes of, or yeah, she was in a few episodes of Black Mirror. And, um, oh, I didn't even know that she was in a couple episodes of Game of Thrones, but like, I think she's a, a, a great actress and, um, I, I was excited to see her in this and for a character that in the, the Marvel universe, the comic book universe, like doesn't really have a background. So the ghost character in the comic books is a guy. You don't know his real name. He is even though he wears a suit that's all tech, he is against like tech companies. He goes up against like, he's a Iron Man villain and Mm -hmm. his whole thing is like corporate espionage and trying to sabotage big tech giants because they essentially, you know, uh, corrupt the purity of, of tech. Yeah. So, you know, they, they took a lot of liberties. They, she has the suit, but the suit is there more to, keep her uh together as opposed to the reason why she's able to uh ghost through things so here's a question for you that i have as far as ghost not being an ant-man bad guy Mm -hmm. are you okay with other heroes villains showing up in not that heroes villains movies like this case like this case as the example yeah, you know, you know why? Cuz I think Marvel does that better than DC does. Like they all the characters more often than not share the world together. So you you see Kingpin like is a Spider-Man villain and a Daredevil villain. Like it's it's not just a Daredevil villain or just a Spider-Man villain. Um 
the X-Men characters usually kind of stay off in their own thing, but like you never see Superman fighting Killer Croc. You don't see um uh Parasite going up against the Flash kind of thing. Like it's just like they kind of stay separate. Like DC scales its uh villains powers differently. Yes. Exactly. Where it's like, oh, you fight Superman, so you have to be really strong, or you have to be like the extreme of something. Whereas Marvel villains have a grain of salt, this they have a little bit more of like realism based into them in the fact that you can believe that any Marvel character can meet that character and it wouldn't be weird. Like, yeah. Like, not the interpersonal fact being weird, but it wouldn't just seem weird that they just met that person. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the thing that Marvel like loves to do, right? It, like, loves to be the everyday characters. We can... that You could meet... Uh, you could run into the shocker on the street kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just... It's just the way that they've they've modeled their company, and that's, that's okay. I'm okay with that. And I guess outside of Spider-Man and X-Men in the Marvel universe, because well, well, I'm I guess I'm taking it back a little bit. Uh, you're not gonna the all the villains and stuff they mix up together. Like you, you might see, especially since Norman Osborn Norm, Norman Osborn became uh, the head of Thunderbolts. Like you'll see him interact with the other characters in the Marvel U, but like you don't usually see Doctor Octopus fighting another superhero other than spider-man unless somebody like happened to be in new york at the time or something like that like it has to be really specific for them to to run across like an everyday rogue for for like restart that phrase it has to be really specific for another hero to stumble across a different hero's everyday rogue right exactly like like the only person that that would probably happen with the most would be deadpool like Deadpool yeah. would stumble into everybody else's villains all the time, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Because yeah, because he knows he's in a comic book. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm over here now. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I yeah I don't really have a problem with Ghost showing up. I mean, especially since we know that we're not really getting any more Iron Man movies. So you know, villains that he hadn't fought yet showing up in other properties is is perfectly perfectly fine for me. Um, I'm sure we're going to, I I hope we're going to see her more. Like, I like the interesting part about her characters that she isn't, she was an agent of shield. Like she was trained by shield, how to fight. Obviously they had to train her in her, in a very specific way to use her ability of being able to ghost to fight. Like once again, like we talked about this earlier in the MCU, having to come up with ways for people to fight, incorporating their special ability. Like Captain America having to learn to fight mm-hmm. with throwing a shield around. So this is a person having to learn to fight that is technically not in the same place that they threw the kick or threw the punch. Yeah, I, I liked that visually mm-hmm. because there were so many times like uh, my favorite shot of it is when she walks through like a she walks through a door. And like the solid part that you can see doesn't touch the door, but there's a phase that like comes out and pushes the door open. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, that's really cool. And you can see it in the fights where like she's going one way, but then like an after image is coming around and actually hitting the kick. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like, then it's it's all- this is a way for them to have someone fight them in the same way that they fight, as opposed to what we saw in the first Ant-Man movie where, where Yellow Jacket is doing the exact same thing. Like Yellow Jacket and Ant-Man are shrinking and growing, shrinking and growing and punching each other and fighting, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just seeing the same thing and over. But you know, uh, Janet and or, I'm sorry, Hope and uh, Scott having to fight Ghost, who is doing somewhat similar of not being in the place where you throw the punch and then fight, hitting you somewhere else, but in a different way. So they can't anticipate what's going to happen since they don't know, they don't understand what is happening. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Just the, 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 the choreography and the, the thought that goes into these kind of things is, I don't know how you do it. (laughs) I don't like if I sat down and tried to do that, it would not work. It would have been, it would have been goofy and it would have just been like, come on, man, really? (laughs) So, why do you think that they decided not to have her show up in like in game? Because she's just off living her life now. Yeah. I mean, obviously, her and Bill Foster probably off doing whatever, trying to figure out what their life is, but like, I don't know. Like in my head canon, it's it's like she's she she figures out like the best place for her to go is is back to Shield. And I can see Bill Foster being like a scientist for Shield again. So like I feel like she cuz she's not a villain at the end. I mean, yeah, she's not a hero. She's kind of an anti-hero maybe. Like I, she's essentially what Black Widow is before Black Widow joins the Avengers, right? She's Yeah. A, uh, a agent does what she needs to do if that's kill someone then that's kill someone like kind of thing honestly i'd be cool if they brought her back and like kept the character changed the name ooh cuz she's cuz she's not co- like she's not ghost anymore you know what i mean right but uh bring her back and she's like a she's on like the b team of the avenger squad now or something cuz like She's got nothing else to do. She has all this training. Like regular life didn't work out. So let's just like let's do the thing I know how to do. Well, that's a good question. Do you think by the end of this she she can no longer do the ghosting? Like I understand that uh Janet healed her, mm-hmm. but I figured that it was still like a power that she might have. Uh that's a good question. I think it boils down to the the how much can Janet actually heal. True. Like, is it like time reversal? Is it getting in there and putting the her molecular molecular structure back together? I think it's that one. Like to me, the idea is the same. Like what she does to Ghost is the same thing she did to Hank. And like he was being, when he shows up in the quantum realm, he's being split into different phases. He's being split amongst the amongst the dimensions, and that's kind of what's happening to. I feel like that's what's happening to Ghost. She's not being able to stay in one dimension and, and Janet showing up, putting her hands on her temples, like places her back into one, one dimension so that she's not being torn apart. Now, does that mean she doesn't, she's not able to ghost through things anymore. I have no idea. So this movie kind of plays into how I view time. Ooh. Okay. And you just hit on it. And that's why I feel like I can get into this here. You said that she's like phasing between dimensions, right? Mm hmm. So, 
Now, chat, everybody at home, follow along with this because it might get convoluted real quick. Um, they say time is linear. But I think that like our conscience runs on a diagonal across that line. So if we have all the different universe, all the different like timelines, they all run parallel to each other, right? Mm-hmm. We run diagonal across it. Like our, our conscience runs diagonal from moment to moment to moment. We're jumping timelines. We are experiencing the moment that we had made the choice for previously in that timeline and moving to the next one. So for her to be experiencing all of those timelines at the same time. And that's why you get things like the shot where I brought up earlier, where she walks through the door, but there's a after image ahead of her that mm-hmm. pushes through it because all of those versions of her are fighting for the same space. Got you. Does that make sense? I think so. <laughs> okay. Chat, feel free to tell me that that made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but like, like that's, so that's kind of how I, I really surface level on how I view time anyway. So like seeing that and seeing Hank kind of like ripped into the different dimensions, like you're getting pulled into the different timelines. You're getting pulled into the different, like everywhere that you could be at that particular moment, you're getting pulled to. Okay. I get it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see, this would have been a, a good, I mean, the move, the, the in game was already what three hours long, or something uh-huh. like that. So that that would have been a little bit more than they needed to throw in there. But like that would have been a good like deleted scene of or added scene where you know they talk to Bill Foster and he's like, "This is I, you know, uh, Ava is a good example. Like she was experiencing multiple ter- timelines at once, and they would be able to explain some things, or even have uh, Strange explain it." Or have it well, strange was because he's or it's dusted, right? Yeah, when, when he oh, true, like, but when he gets back, it could be like, well, why is this a thing? Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, he was wearing the time stone for a very long time, so it makes sense that he would have ideas about timelines. And yeah, he where's, what, 14 million of them at, at once. Yeah, and I feel like he has the best perception of time at this point. <laughs> that's very true. Like he could literally stand on the outside of it and go, oh, so that's what it looks like. So do you think she shows up in the next Ant-Man movie? Uh, even if it's just, even if it's just like in passing, I think probably. I mean, the next Ant-Man movie is rumored to have Kang the Conqueror, which is a time traveler in it. So um, I'm okay with that because if we get Kang the Conqueror as our next like baddie, that'd be cool. I just don't think they'll 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 introduce the big baddie of the next three phases in Ant Man three. I just yeah. I just don't see it happening. But at the same time, you're gonna have Kang the Conqueror come down and get his ass whooped by Ant Man. I don't think he's gonna be get his ass whooped. I think they're gonna probably like because the thing they do they do is they take the villain and they be like ah oh, he's not really a villain like kind of thing. So I think he'll just end up being a strange dude that you know fell through the quantum realm and and is a time traveler like kind of thing and they'll they'll help him out and they'll just be like oh i call myself kang like they won't even throw in the conqueror part 
so like he's our new Loki? Kinda? Yeah. Or like he he's always involved somehow, but you're never quite sure why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I really just I mean, if they do, that's cool. I just don't see how they could. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, Thanos is the big baddie of the first three phases, right? He's introduced mm-hmm. in uh Avengers number one. So unless unless uh Scott Lang and Paul why can't I think of his last name? Paul. I'm I'm looking. All I can think is wrestling for Paul Heyman. I keep thinking <laughs> now Paul. I keep thinking Paul Reiser, and I know it's not that. Paul Rudd. There, there we go. Okay, I wasn't sure where we were going with that. I thought we were talking about like comic book characters. <laughs> so no. I was like the actor who plays Ant Man. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Paul America's Rudd. Sweetest heart. <laughs> uh, now I don't even know where I was going with the, the whole story. <laughs> Ant-Man and Paul Rudd, is he going to be, you know, like a bigger part of the next three phases? Maybe. I could be cool with that. Because that just means we get more Paul Rudd. <laughs> I mean, I, who's going to argue with more Paul Rudd? I just don't, I don't see it happening. People who don't like Paul Rudd, and shockingly, they exist. <laughs> That's what we need. We need Paul Rudd, or we need uh, Scott Lang and Star Lord to like have scenes together. It's kind of like a little Parks and Rec like uh, reunion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took me a second. I was like, wait, he was on. Yeah, he's Bobby Newport. Yeah. Bobby. <laughs> I, forgot I didn't forget about Bobby Newport. I just forgot that it was Paul Rudd. I mean, he he, he lost himself in the role. I can understand it. Bobby Newport. <laughs> okay, so because we had Ghost and Ghost is an Iron Man villain, we don't have any more Iron Man movies coming out because we no longer have an Iron Man. What Iron Man villains are you cool with showing up in other places? I'm trying to think who other. I mean, we're getting the Mandarin in Shang Chi. That's a mm-hmm. Iron Man, traditionally an Iron Man villain. Um, I would love, 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 love to see. Uh, who was it? Um, <laughs> dang it! In Iron Man Two, the bad guy that was played by the dancing guy, Whiplash. Not Whiplash. The one that that got Whiplash new technology. Oh, Justin Hammer? Justin Hammer played by Name just left me today. I need to look it up because I'm always bad at names. Iron Man 2. Chat, feel free to shout it out if you know it. Might just be funnier to watch us flounder though. <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Of course. How can you how can I forget that? I'm forgetting all the names today. But yes, I would love to see Justin Hammer show up in uh further uh phases. Like he just went to jail. There's no reason why he couldn't. Um can you think of any other Iron Man villains, so to speak? A really fun one for a Spider-Man movie. Because we got rid of Obadiah Stane in the first Iron Man. 
uh, <clears throat> Ezekiel Stain. Is this that? Is that his son? That's his son who shows up in like another like Iron Man suit kind of thing. Oh, like another so, Ironmonger. Yeah. So you have him show up and just be like, "Yo, your mentor killed my dad." <laughs> so uh, looks like I gotta kill you, bud. You know that's how that works. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, like it's business. That's all that it is. I think that could be real fun. Um, or you could do uh, like the Hammer Family. Okay, and I, I'm sure Silvermane should probably be in there somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, or Spymaster. Spymaster. Okay, that'd be interesting. You could definitely do that as a. I don't know who's who's our espionage. Oh, well, that's Black Widow. It'd be our espionage person. Uh, then maybe Spider- not. Spider Master could show up in the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Oh yeah, yeah. And then because I just want to see him on screen on screen, uh, Modok. <laughs> well, yes, everybody needs to see. Everybody needs to see Modok, whoever it's going to be played by. Uh. Andy Circus has already been in it. Damn. I, yeah, <laughs> I, just, want, I just want Andy Circus. Uh, Alan Tudyk. Let's get Alan Tudyk. <laughs> Perfect role for Alan Tudyk. He doesn't, he once again doesn't get to be his regular size. He has to do some motion capture stuff. And he's, it's just motion capture for his face. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just a floating head. Um, give, him the, give him the two guns. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> just bah, 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 face meant to kill you. <laughs> uh, I love it. That that one's my more goofy answer. But honestly, I think like a uh, like an Ezekiel Stain angle for Spider Man would be kind of fun. So, what about Bill Foster? Would you want to see him in more uh, MCU movies? Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, yeah, like. Who doesn't want to see more Lawrence Fishburne? Like he's just good at what he does. Um, so in the comic book, Bill Foster Goliath was killed in the Civil War. Uh, he was killed by the Thor clone robot that Hank Pym and Tony Stark made. Because um, it's always Hank Pym. He never builds anything good. In the in the comic books, yes, he never builds the good things. But in the in the TV show or in the movies, it's it's Iron Man that always builds the bad things. Well, because Tony's involved in building the bad things in the comics too. <laughs> it's fair, like Come like on. like Thor, the the Thor clone robot. So, yeah, he mm-hmm. uh, the Thor clone robot puts a lightning bolt right through the chest of Bill Foster and in his giant Goliath form, and he falls over and uh, he dies in that. Like they have to bury him in giant form. It's kind of sad. <laughs> Civil War was heartbreaking, like as a comic book, mm-hmm. like as the event. Civil War was was a hard read for me, not because it wasn't good; it was just sad. Oh, so do we need to have him show up again to die in a certain way? Probably. Oh, I would like, like it. I'd prefer him to live, but at the same time, I'd like him. If we're doing Goliath, and it's. Lawrence Fishburne, I want him to have a fight scene where he's whatever the fight scene is, 
he gets to say, stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like the Bill Foster character is doing all too much uh, dojo fighting anymore. He's, he's kind but, of past that age. But like, that'd be great, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Come maybe, on. Maybe he, d- he makes up a technology where he, you know, he has to jack into a computer program or something like that. This is how we get the danger room. Ooh. I'm all for that because the like we have access to mutants now. So mm-hmm. he and Xavier get together, and he helps build the danger room, or he and Beast hang out, and that's how we get like the danger room and a whole bunch of like X Men tech would be this way, and then we could have a scene that's him and whoever we get to play Beast just messing around in the danger room because nothing's real in there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I I mean, that's the perfect way to introduce all that stuff. So I'm all for it. And I know you'd absolutely be down if we finally got Beast. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> uh, talking about our villains, one of our second tier villains in this is introduced, um, played by... Uh, Walton Goggins, which I'll just tell always you the bad guy, never the good guy. He's he, this is true. Most of the time, he's never the good guy. But I'll, I'll always love a good Walt, Walton Goggins in anything. Like he's so charismatic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his Sonny Birch character is a criminal. Um, I don't know what kind of. I mean, he's kind of like a, a a person that gets things right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, our, our heroes are going to him for tech stuff that he need, they need to, to complete their quantum tunnel, um, to save Janet, but he wants to steal Hank Pym's lab and give it to someone. Now, who do you think he's trying to sell that lab to? Ooh, um, Because of the science implications and what could come from the tech in there. Doom. Ooh, I like that. I think the prevailing uh, speculation at the moment is, is that it's that it's Osborne, but I like doom a lot better. It could be Osborne. It could be, I'm, I'm really here for doom mostly because I said it. So I have to support my stance, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but it could also be cool if he was trying to sell it to Otto Octavius. Mm-hmm. just because he's a tech guy though the more especially with like implant like uh cybernetics research that kind of technology could be helpful with i don't know science it up for me uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean um, exactly there could be all kinds of stuff in hank pym's lab that would help him with getting technical tentacles that would uh work with his mind yeah uh, but I think Doom would be a really good choice just because uh, you now have access to the quantum realm, which means you now have more power. What if, then this is a really big stretch. Ooh. But what if it was Dark Beast? Right? We haven't even gotten regular Beast, Mitch. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about stretching over here. Limber uh, up, chat. That one's going to be a reach. <laughs> I think I think when we had um, Spider-Man Homecoming and they were talking about all the 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 
Avengers Tower being sold to somebody and it was going to be um, someone else was moving in and they never said who. Like, I think one of the speculations there was that it was Osborne also. Like, I think now everybody's kind of on board that it's it's the new Baxter building and it was going it's going to be the Fantastic Four. But I think that plus this really makes me think that there was an, a, a, pro, a possibility of Osborne being showing up. Especially for the fact that it was in a Spider-Man movie that it, it started. Right. Yes, exactly. And I'd be here for Osborne to show up in the MCU. Yeah. I mean, there's there are a lot of storylines that would work out great for him. I mean, if he was if we have him as the as Green Goblin or we have him as the head of the Thunderbolts or we have him as the 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 quote unquote hero of the Secret Invasion. Because if you remember from the the comic book version of Secret Invasion, he's the one who comes in and shoots the scroll queen that you know, uh, ends the war, ends the invasion. So, uh, which then makes him secretary of defense. Yeah. And the new leader of the Avengers. So it's a lot of things that would work out in our favor as, as viewers, if it ended up being Osborne. And I always get secret war and secret invasion confused. (laughs) Yeah. Um, which one was it that had Jane Foster Thor? That would be Secret War, or Secret okay. War. Yeah. Okay. The never mind. Wars, the the more recent one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, we could still do that. We got Jane Foster, Thor, but I didn't want to be wrong. Asian. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of that, we have Janet, uh, the Wasp, growing large and then disappearing. Which her going away is kind of what happens in the first Ant Man movie. So. We already had that part taken care of, but yeah, it's 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 definitely something that could that could be happening here soon. I'd be here for that. Okay. Uh, um, sorry. Oh no no go ahead. I I had like half a thought that I was trying to put together. So <laughs> go for it if you have something. So that was that's who he possibly could be selling to. But what about his character of Sonny Birch? Like we know at the end of this movie he's being arrested, but he doesn't die. Yeah. Does he show up later? Does he become a, a proper villain? Does he get a costume? Um, I don't think so. I don't think he needs to. Like, I don't know who he'd be. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know of any villain that's just a fixer. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Fixer. Yeah, like, I don't know anybody that's just just a fixer. Like, that's his whole job. Is he has his he has his goons, and that's what he's doing. He's setting stuff up for people. Okay. So if if he wanted to show up again, sorry, I was a weird burp. Um, <laughs> if he wanted to show up again, let him show up again. He's a criminal. He got out of jail, paid his way out. Maybe he works for Kingpin. Ooh, I like that. Like Kingpin's in New York, and we're in San Francisco in this one. But who's to say? Like Kingpin has a network. Like Most King's Kingpin's reach is large. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. I I can I can get all of that. So I I I'm all for like I said I'm all for Walton Goggins coming back. If he wants to be the behind the scenes bad guy, then I could uh, definitely be here for that. I I yeah, I'll I'll go with that. That sounds good. If he wants to be the behind the scenes, if he wants to just be the guy, even if he's just the handshake guy, 
hi, this is so-and-so, so-and-so, this is so-and-so. Now you know each other, converse. Like, <laughs> if, if he makes the introductions, that's cool. Like, that's totally cool. You don't need him to be some big, overarching bad guy. No. No, you really don't. Um, Randall Park as FBI agent Jimmy Wu. Uh, I just want to tell you that I love Randall Park. I love him <laughs> in everything. So him in this as, you know, funny guy to Paul Rudd's funny guy was mm-hmm. just pitch perfect. Like, especially the last scene with him where he's like, I will see you around or I'll see you later. He's like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, I mean, I'm, I'll arrest you when you do something bad again. Oh, I just oh. thought maybe we were going to go to a party or dinner or something. He's like, no, why would I invite you? I don't know. And then he's like, That's why I was confused. <laughs> Did you want to go to dinner with me? We can go get something at some point. And he's like, no, <laughs> like I just, I just felt hurt for him. So, uh, it's like, why? Why would I want to go to dinner with you? You've been nothing but a pain in my ass for the last couple of years, bud. Oh, uh, I like. Yes, I love that, and we know that he's going to be showing up in Wandavision. So that's excellent. Be cool. Yeah, because he needs to. He needs to show up more. Um, I liked uh, at the beginning, uh, Randall Park and. Um, what's the other guy's name? Bobby Carnival. Yes, the how? Yeah, Carnival. how did he? How do you do that <laughs> with the close-up magic? So, so how'd you do it? <laughs> oh, which was online close-up magic university. Oh, come you! <laughs> I mean, it may be nothing, and I'm I'm just stretching, and my my frat boy brain is like putting that together, but. <laughs> Like, I kind of feel like that wasn't a mistake. Oh, that that has to have been on purpose, right? Uh, that but has yeah. to have been on purpose. But the close up magic and the puking the cards, and he's like, yeah. How did he do that? Um, and then later in the movie, he's trying to learn the close up magic. Also, don't you knock? <laughs> no, sir. I didn't see you playing with your your cards again. <laughs> yeah. Um. I do want like, to say I, that I loved I loved Bobby Cannavale's character in this one, like is like it as a, as opposed to his character in the first one. Like I didn't have a problem with this character in the first moon, but like this one, he's so much more loving. Like even though Scott is still technically a criminal criminal, you know that because he's a quote unquote costume superhero that that uh, Paxson's just like, yeah, come in, buddy, I love you, and he's like yeah. giving, giving him hugs and stuff. Like their their weird, messed up, like kind of messed up family unit that they had in the first one has completely healed. Yes, and, and it's it's turned into the... yeah, it's it's turned into a really nice like co parenting situation, and just everybody's involved, and Cassie is doing well, and everybody like everybody's involved because they love her, and it's just it's nice to see. Yeah, <laughs> and there's no there's no animosity between anybody. No. Like, I I like it. I'm glad that they took that turn with it to like Scott needs a win. Yeah, <laughs> so much so. Like Scott needs a win, and it's nice to see a functional, like alternative family structure. Hmm. Hmm. Speaking of the fact that he needs a win, and we talked we talked about it earlier that you know he didn't. He, the one thing he didn't want to do is leave Cassie behind, like because he went back to jail. 
and and be out of Cassie's life. And then what happens is that he ends up being out of Cassie's life for five years when he's trapped in the quantum realm. Like, you know, we know it's the exact same thing that he didn't want to happen. And that's, that's the saddest thing. Like it's unfortunate. That's the heartbreak. Yeah. Like that's messed up. <laughs> like you just, I know we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to end game, but like you just feel for him when he shows up at Cassie's house and he doesn't quite recognize her at first because he doesn't, he's not planning on her being five years older. And you yeah. Know, an important five years for a young girl that's that's the puberty and growing and changing and all that stuff and her father not being around and she's gonna look different and he just has to be like i love you you're my little girl and even though she doesn't quite look like the little girl that he left behind especially since it's a different actress yeah and that man that makes me sad again because <laughs> you you just want to see maybe it's me but you just want to see scott happy <laughs> like he's he's doing all this stuff and it's like one la- like i feel like his whole mindset on everything is one last job yeah like yeah. one last job and i can go be a dad one last job and i have enough money to provide for my family one last job and all this craziness is done like and then that one last job is uh now i'm stuck in the quantum realm for five years <laughs> Which, so way to go, Rat. We'll talk about you in Endgame, but way to go. I'm proud of you. Way to bring him back. You did. You brought this family back together. <laughs> MVP of the MCU. Absolutely. As opposed, as opposed to you, Star Lord. You screwed up every. You screwed it up for everybody else. <laughs> uh, legitimately made me mad. I know it did. <laughs> when we were doing the watch along i had to try so hard not to just be like i hate this guy like what is this this is garbage he deserves everything he's getting coming to him 80s failed throwback uh no um going forward in the ant-man universe you kind of i mean you already brought up some of the characters that you would love to see uh join the mcu that we haven't seen yet i think since this this movie takes place in san francisco one great thing that they could add, they could uh, 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 add into the MCU is the West Coast Avengers. So yes, you get the I'd West on board, and you get me um, uh, Wonder Man, Wonder Man to show up and be in the next Ant Man movie would be incredible. And Wonder Man's like, hey, I don't like those other Avengers. I'm going to start up my own. I'm doing the West Coast Avengers. Come be a part of it with me kind of thing Ooh, so i'm doing a little bit of googling uh-huh because i'm trying to because i am not the most well-versed in comic book villains for heroes that i don't pay attention to i'm <laughs> sorry <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> that was more for chat and less for you because <laughs> we've been over this on like every show i've been on with you uh <laughs> but we're getting taskmaster in black widow Yep. So just have him show up again and have have Taskmaster be like the reoccurring Ant-Man bad guy. Oh, I'm I'm all for that. One other character I'd love for them to introduce is the irredeemable Ant-Man. If uh Eric O'Grady was like the third person after after Scott Lang to wear the Ant-Man outfit and he was like 
he was a he was a shield agent, but he wasn't a good shield agent. He was always just trying to like get out of work and stuff like that. And then he got the Ant Man outfit, and uh, eventually he becomes a, a villain. Like even though he was created as a hero, he, he eventually becomes a villain. So I would love to see that in the next one too. Yeah, I. And now I'm just finding out about more and more of these villains that I'm like, well, that shoots down my nonsense. I mean, but then again, that would just be a lot more like Yellow Jacket again. Like, I guess we don't really need to do that. Like, but Wonder Man was a villain before he was a hero. So there's yes, that. And I'm on board for that. But now I'm also on board for Black Ant. <laughs> Black Ant. That's that's the ir- irredeemable Ant-Man. Yes. Okay. Then I'm I would I would like that. If we're on the same page, I just saw the synopsis on Black Ant over here. Yeah. Because who that's not a diehard Ant-Man fan knows who half of these bad guys are. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things one of the thing great things is that him and Taskmaster are friends in the Marvel comics right now. So you could have that show up. I think at the end of Black Widow, though, you're going to find out that Taskmaster is someone else, and I, I think that I- identity is going to go away, the Taskmaster identity, which is sad for me because that's one of my favorite characters, but I get it. I think that we're going to have him disappear, and then when we start to get the mutants involved, mm. then Taskmaster might show back up as a mutant. <laughs> where their mutation is muscle mimicry. Yeah, I love it. I mean... Uh, anything anytime i get to have more taskmaster i'm i'm in for it i just want mutants <laughs> i do too i just I, give me just give me the mutants it's coming i think it's coming don't I worry need, i need my nightcrawler and i need my archangel let's go <laughs> uh okay here's it's time for the question i get i'm asking it again where do you so, put Tom Cruise in there? I, I was gonna steal it from you. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna slide in there because you were like, "I get to ask it again." I was gonna be like, "So, Mitch, where's Tom Cruise?" <laughs> um, I think that Tom Cruise could have been. I think he could have been Sonny Birch. That's like, who I, I, think, I, I think that's. I think that's the only spot you can put him. Like the 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 sleazy, you know, backhand criminal. Like, uh, I, I get that. Like, it it works out perfectly for because he just has to be charming too. Like, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Or, and I don't want this recast to happen ever. But you make him the Jimmy Woo character. Yeah, I, think I don't. He, he would he would take that role too serious. I think he wouldn't go funny. Yeah. With there, there'd be no humor and you need the humor like that's what made those scenes worth it like where cassie's like no he's sick and he's like i'm a federal agent i've seen some pretty gross stuff how much like, vomit? like how much vomit <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the, like that's that's great but i think that the the only real place that you can put him would be as sunny birch unless you wanted to recast michael douglas and you make Tom Cruise Hank Pym? <laughs> no, it's obvious. You have Tom Cruise be a tardigrade, like <laughs> in the quantum belt. Quantum, Duh. Quantum, right? It just what makes am sense. I thinking? Or you would have made him the FBI agent oh, that Sonny oh. Birch has the in with. Yeah. I mean, that you, you could definitely have done that. But I think Sonny Birch would have been the perfect role for him. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had to put him in there. Obviously, Walton Goggins was perfect in the role. So oh, absolutely. You don't he's, really need he's to been the that. he's been the forever bad guy since Justified. 
<laughs> this is I mean he wasn't a, he wasn't too great of a, a guy uh, in shield either I don't know if you ever watched shield I didn't I but, watched like the first two seasons of justified and that's like where I know him from now yeah <laughs> I mean he was great and justified so uh all right so if oh is there any last things from the chat, Do, the chat. is it is it still just JJ uh, yeah pretty much so well, I, I think we're good him, so take that JJ take that yeah he he piped in for a little bit with uh you mean sam rockwell <laughs> uh, <how dare> you? <laughs> but i wasn't gonna bring that up because i felt like that might have struck a nerve i could not uh, remember his name i couldn't remember <laughs> paul rudd's name i feel so uh, bad nah anyway, i don't feel bad all right if you want to talk to me find me on twitter i am at mitchipedia g-e-m g-e-m stands for geek elite media ian where can people find you online hey if you're here right now, then you know where to find me. Twitch.tv slash Ianflux. That's I-A-N-F-L-U-X over on Twitch. We stream this on Wednesdays at between 5.30 and 6, depending on when I can actually get out of work. Uh, and if you want to talk to me during the week, if I'm not live, because you're always welcome to pop in a chat and talk to me. Hello. Uh, but if you, I'm not live, hit me up on Twitter at Ianflux12. I-A-N-F-L-U-X. The number's one too hey mitch i heard we had a patreon we have a patreon our patreon is awesome because we have all kinds of exclusive material there like what oh we get behind the scenes stuff that you usually don't get to hear uh on the podcast recordings you we have uh bonus episodes of stuff that people either either patrons patrons themselves vote on or uh they um you know, we, we just record and put it on there. We have video bonus videos that we ask a question of certain Geek Leap members and give give out what their answers are. We have uh, we are going to shortly be having some behind the scenes um, photos and videos of a production that we are currently working on. So that's something that you can see only there. Because that's not suspicious <laughs> or ominous. <laughs> but there's definitely a lot of crazy bonus material over at our Patreon. If you please go check that out, patreon.com slash geeklymedia. Slash geeklymedia, media, media, media. If you want to get a hold of the rest of Geek Elite Media, though, on Twitter, it is at Geek Elite Media, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and facebook.com forward slash geeklymedia is our Facebook page. Check out yeah. archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geeklymedia.com. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, whatever podcatcher you use, please rate and review us so that it helps spread the word of our network. Spread it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I don't know if you want to be yelling that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, hey, if it if it's consensual, that's totally okay. There you go. As long as it's consensual, you're not hurting anybody. If, if it is not, then disregard what I just said because that is not how that was meant to be taken. It was meant <laughs> to help spread the word on this on, on the Geekly Media Network. There you go. Don't make me dirty unless, of course, I'm helping you with your evening's plans. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that tonight when you're driving. <laughs> that face right there. Hello. <laughs> well, just... Yeah, this this is this is just for chat. This is just for chat. Ah, uh, no, never mind. It won't work. It just went to a black screen because I forgot that Discord doesn't like to share my camera. It's gonna oh. be a really close up on my face, and I was just gonna go, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs>
but until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.